0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is a different episode of All Blown Up that you're used to. I had originally planned to put together a roundtable panel so we could discuss the recent um, speaking out movement that has been taking place in the world of professional wrestling as far as sexual misconduct and sexual ethics goes uh, with a lot of people and personality uh, in, in in the industry that have been called out, accusations have been made against... People have been released from contracts and whatnot. Um, a lot of stories have been coming out. I was going to do a discussion panel about that, and I've decided uh, to not do that, actually. Instead, I am, I'm, I'm reminded of an interview that I did in 2017 with Shelly Martinez that is as relevant then as it is right now about the different subject matters that, that has been discussed in this last week in the world of professional wrestling. Um, like I said, during this last week, many brave men and women have been coming forward to tell their stories of sexual assault, abuse and harassment against people such as Joey Ryan, Marty, Marty Scurll, Will Ospreay and more. They've been on the chopping block. And it reminded me of a tweet in 2017 from August 31st, 2017, that Shelly Martinez put out, quote, I wonder if the husbands of gals who slept with Vince McMahon for their spot know what's going on. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't care. End quote. And that that tweet at that time, it intrigued me. And the response from people surprised me as well. The majority replies at the time were mocking Shelly and I was very confused by that. So I took it upon myself to ask her why she posted it. And of course she re- she responded via a reply to the tweet and in a DM. And to this day, the contents of that DM are secret because they were off the record at the time. And off record right now. However, that DM it turned into an interview that I conducted on September 2nd, 2017 on my podcast. And I wanted to, to re air that interview in its entirety as I feel that the issues discussed in 2017 are still relevant today with what's going on. So instead of a roundtable panel discussion talking about the issues going on this last week, I've decided to re air this interview from 2017. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, from September 2nd, 2017 my interview with Shelly Martinez. I am joined today by Shelly Martinez. Shelly, thank you so much for joining me here today for this interview. Oh,
1: no problem. Thanks for asking
0: me to be on your show. Oh, no problem. You are more than welcome to appear on any of the shows here on ringscoops.com. Anytime you want, all you have to do, feel free to hit us up, and uh, we'll, we'll be more than happy to have you on uh, apologies. Awesome <laughs> uh, My apologies go out though Because uh, my uh, co-hosts Theo, Bladen and Kat They can't be here today they, But they do send their regards to you And uh, so it's just going to be you and I Here for this interview Alright, well hopefully everything's okay <laughs> well, I'm sure they will be uh, First off, uh, hey, how have you been and, and what have you been up to? Oh, you
1: know i just been living life Um I, let's see, hmm, I forget when it was, but sometime earlier in the year, I decided to retire from wrestling. And I do have one more match, though. It's in Germany in November. I accepted that booking a year ago. And, you know, at first I was kind of like, oh, man, I got to get that last damn booking handled. But to be honest with you, um, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, when I've wrestled there before, they have always been so freaking good to me and showing me a good time and they take me sightseeing and the whole nine yards and I'm just really, I don't know, I don't know what the right word is. I guess like I'm ending everything the right way and I think it's awesome.
0: I think that is fantastic, especially since you're going to be able to do it, you know, across the world. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've, you've traveled to different places around the globe. Um... What has been like some of your uh, favorite places to, to travel to and, and to perform at?
1: You know, it's interesting because there's different times in my career that going to different places at that time were like, I just really needed that. So, um, a couple that stand out, I would guess, would be... Um, hmm, let's see. You know, I know it's not wrestling related like as far as a show but the people I knew that got me to this place were wrestling related so a true moment in my life is when I got to go to Costa Rica in the summer of shoot what was that 2013 I think it was and that really changed my life because when I was growing up I was really really close with my grandma and her and my sister were the only people in my family that totally had my back accepted me for who I am and believed that I would make it in wrestling so they always were my supporters my number one supporters and that year my grandma had passed away and I always had this anxiety in my entire life I, I called it my grandma anxiety and what I would do is I would have insomnia at night because I would think if she told me earlier in the day that she didn't feel well, oh, I'm going to get a phone call late at night telling me that she's passed. And it was this whole living in fear thing that I was going through. So when I kind of just like started recognizing that that fear was taking over, I started to try to like think differently. And so when the time did come, I was in a better place. So I was able to handle her death better. And when I was in Costa Rica, that was like, life got real. And it helped me to really look into the future and see where I wanted to be and who I wanted to be and um, that, that would have never happened if at the time I had a boyfriend and he told me about the great time he had in Costa Rica with his friends and we want, he wanted to take me there. And so we went and even though we broke up shortly after that trip, it's one of those things where I'll always be thankful for. And if it wasn't for that relationship, um, and a lot of people didn't understand it. And the only reason why I'm bringing this person's name up right now is because I just want to send them positive vibes. So, uh, that's person I'm talking about is Kevin Matthews. And I know a lot of people out there say a lot of, they have an opinion and they have a reason maybe to have that opinion. But, um, I don't know that really is something out of everything in my career I know I could sit here and talk about WWE and all these things but like that's when life got real and my view of wrestling got real and there was a shift to where I'm at now with it
0: it's safe to say that you're a lot happier now than you were back then right?
1: You know, I am, and I'm not trying to say like, oh, I was so miserable in WWE, I'm not. Like, I have some awesome memories, and you know what? There's some people who maybe they're not my friends, or like, in my active life right now. At that time, their friendships really helped me, and without those connections, I wouldn't be who I am now. And I think that's when people kind of take what I say the wrong way. They think that I'm just being bitter when I say things, but I'm just a very straightforward person. And it's always with good intent because I'm one of those people, I really do think before I speak. Like, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer over here, but growing up, I was always told not to say anything, not to say anything, don't say anything. And when I got older, I really found my voice to where you should say something, you know, story short my whole career was wwe i said something and i got fired but to me it wasn't this like oh my gosh this is the end of my world it was just like oh okay well that's how it goes down so i guess this isn't really for me and that's when i took some time off um shortly after that I took some time off I know I did go to TNA and everything but you know now looking back because you know I was thinking about you know I knew you would bring up certain things today and I was just like what am I going to say and I thought you know looking back at that time it's like I already knew that I didn't belong in wrestling when I got into my fight with Batista. Because when I went to my hotel room, I remember I called my grandma and I told her, I'm probably gonna get fired. This is what happened tonight. So I don't want you to worry. And I like really believed that and that's when I was like, if this is how things work, like, I don't want to be a part of this. Like, it's just too much. It's after everything I've seen backstage and, you know, whatever, and I'm just like, I'm just, like, I'm just a vampire trying to do my best. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, come on. Like, I could see, like, maybe punishing me, and even though that's stupid in itself, but still, like, okay, but firing me, like, gosh, that's a little harsh, but okay, but it was a harsh reality to my view in wrestling now, and I just never really fit in, yeah, it was supposed to be part of my journey, and that's what I was supposed to do, I'm not regretful for any of it, but at the same time, it's like, that's why I knew it was time to let it go, because, you know, sometimes... I don't know about you, but we second guess what our gut's telling us. And my gut told me, plan of risk wrestling things not for me. And then I go to TNA because then I thought, well, maybe I'm just being like all hurt, So I'll go to TNA and do that. And then at first it was really awesome, but then I kind of thought the same kind of thing. So then I was just like, ugh, maybe this isn't for me. And then I took time off. And then for financial reasons I was like well you know maybe I should get back into it and it was one of those things where I went to an independent show here in SoCal um, called CWF Hollywood and the way that the people were performing in that ring it just really inspired me and it reminded me of why I fell in love with wrestling and a lot of the people in the ring were people who I started with here in SoCal so it kind of gave me the buzz of like maybe it's just WWE and like TNA like TV life maybe I can be one of these people who can make money on the indies. I remember one time RBD, I was asking him for some advice and he said, as long as you have fans, you can make money in pro wrestling. So I went back into it and again, just like with TNA, I was just like, yay! But then it broke my heart and I was like, boo. Then I thought to myself, man, I mean, I guess it's only worth it if I want to go to WWE and I don't. So why not just retire then, I guess? And that kind of landed to my mentality I have now. And that's why, like, when you and I, our first interaction was because I made this tweet about my raw thoughts. And, like, it started all this trouble. And it's like these people don't even know that, like, my intent wasn't to be like, ooh, I have this secret to say. Because, to be honest with you, um... I'm really shocked that a lot of this stuff isn't talked about because when I started to do my research and Google different things that um, I just remember, and a lot of people kind of water it down, so I'm like, am I crazy? But I've had suppressed memories come back in the last, like, year. And I've been looking on the internet, and I don't know why I never thought to before, but I did now. And to see how much information's out there, I feel it's kind of, like, silly that people get all upset with me when it's like, well, what about all these articles out there? Are you going to go write all of them, too, and say, like, how dare you say this? I don't know. So, anyways...
0: Well, that was, the, that was the thing that caught my eye about the tweet that you sent out yesterday was... I mean, obviously the tweet itself caught my eye, but the responses that you got just kind of confused me because it seemed like the people that were responding, they, they weren't necessarily responding to the message that you sent. They were responding negatively, making uh, different accusations about yourself and, and whatnot. And right. that, that just that boggled my mind because when I saw what you put my first thought was one, what's going on second, if this is actually really going on this is something that needs to be taken a look at and get out there and that's why I wanted to talk to you about this and for those out there that have not seen the tweet um, this is the the quote that you put out there on Twitter Uh, correct me if I'm wrong Uh, you tweeted quote I wonder if the husbands of gals who sleep with Vince McMahon for their spot know what's going on. Maybe they do and don't care. End quote. Correct?
1: Yes.
0: Now, the thing is, you know, we had an exchange on Twitter about it. I asked you what prompted the tweet and whatnot. You responded in a direct message. Um I have not mentioned anything about what you and I have discussed in that DM. I did a video about the the public tweets, but nothing about the DM, because that's off record because it's in a private message. So my question to you is this, would you like to discuss what brought up that tweet?
1: Oh, no, absolutely. I think maybe it'll help people understand a how I wasn't having this like mastermind thought behind. Ooh, I'm gonna shake up Twitter with this tweet. It was very just like I'm sure relatable. So yeah, let's talk about it.
0: You know, one of the things too is like I noticed that one of the, one of your replies to one of the Twitter users that you said that you never hooked up with Vince, and I was kind of curious as if you can, maybe you can clarify by what you mean by hooked up.
1: I have never had sexual <laughs> um, No, like, I, to be honest with you, my interaction with Vince McMahon was very minimal. Um, he never made a pass at me or anything. The only time I ever had a private moment with him is when he was he and I were walking down the hall, there was no one else, and he was telling me I was doing a good job, and that was it. And he told me there was no one like me um, on the show, so I thought that was cool. So, like, that's it. So, like, here's the thing. And so, like, that's why, like, no, I never hooked up with Vince, I never, anything weird like that. Like, I barely was around the guy. But one of the things that, For the record, I have... Here's my, like, the thing that irks me, okay? Mm -hmm. I understand what two adults do is their own business. And I have no judgment towards anybody as long as they're open and honest about what they're doing. Like, I know quite a few people who they're in open relationships and marriages, but they're not secretive about it. It's known And that's just how the relationship is. And I totally, I mean, some of these people are my friends. And I have a friend that has two wives, okay? (laughs) So, like, how can I judge if I have a friend that has two wives? I call them the family. So, it's not about that. It's about when people are doing things, and maybe it's known to the people around, but when it comes to their significant others, They don't know, and when things get out, people really get affected in their life. When all wrestling's gone, and there's no more TV show, there's no more going to autograph signings because no one's there to see you, because it's going to eventually happen, It just, it's life, it's fine. And then you're still affected because of that. I think that that sucks, and I... And I think that um, a lot of the things that I saw or heard about, or people have confided in me in me to about like about those types of things, like about events and these different things, it's like it happens. And I'm not like trying to get attention to be like, oh, I'm an ex you know, WWE person and I'm all bitter, it's just about that, like, it really sucks for those people who aren't down with that game and how it affects them. And then how people, like, on my personal Facebook, somebody was saying, um, I don't follow wrestling, so sorry if I asked this up. But... They were saying that, oh, I wish that Bailey had a better push. And I'm just straightforward. And again, this was on my personal ones. I wasn't trying to put anyone on blast. And I said, she's probably not sleeping with the right person or not sleeping with anyone at all. And that's why. And I didn't mean it for a jab. It's just like that stuff happens. But nobody talks about it. But it's so common knowledge. And I thought this whole time, it's just common knowledge in the locker room. But what I didn't realize until, you know, maybe three, four months ago is there's, like, YouTube videos all about that stuff. It's, like, all over. So I don't know why everyone's so shocked I would say something like that. Like, it's all out there, and it's, like, helped confirm that I'm not crazy and that when people have tried to tell me not to say anything or, you know, look the other way... It kind of traumatized me, to be honest with you, and that's why I want to talk about all this stuff, is because it's real interesting to me that for years now, there's been like a gap that I just couldn't remember in my time in WWE, like, and it really good my memory, you know, like, people are always like, oh my gosh, how do you remember that? So it really bothered me that I couldn't remember, and in the last, like, couple months, a lot of those memories have come back and then when I thought well maybe I am crazy I'm just remembering these things because I want to well then all of a sudden I'll bump into somebody or have a conversation with somebody and then they confirm and I'm like oh my gosh I knew it I knew I wasn't imagining all this and like if I can talk about this and help somebody in some way shape or form that's what I'm going to do so like when I wrote that what had happened is a friend of mine was um, she posted a picture on Instagram and the picture was of this person. And this person was once in the WWE, she's no longer. And there was a picture of her and her significant other. And I thought to myself, like I know she's one of the girls that's of defense and it looks like from the outside that she has this really awesome relationship. So, does he know that like she did that? Because it was definitely during the time they've been together. So it's like, that's why I wrote that. Do the and it made me think of people that I did know that were married or had a boyfriend and they did hook up with Vince. And it's like, it was common knowledge. Everyone knew, but no one said anything. And so it's like, your significant other doesn't know. And so that's why I wrote that. It was just legitimately, like, I really wonder if, like... Because, you know, sometimes people are down. And like, oh, it's entertainment. That's just how it is. And again, no judgment on that. But what about the people who don't know? I think it's sad. And maybe... I'm just a man-hater, and, you know, I've had a lot of that happen to me, especially in the wrestling world, like, where everyone knew except me. Maybe that's why it's a soft spot. But, like, it's my timeline, and I can tweak what I want to. And people vent all the time about how they feel based on their experiences and all this. So it's like, oh, my goodness, to me for, like saying that I don't think cheating's cool at the end of the day. Like, so what? And if I wanted to be a bitch, I would have tagged in Sick Man and WWE and all that, but I didn't. And I know some people got upset saying, oh, unless you say names. And it's like, no. If I say names, it doesn't even matter because it's not the only person and they're not the first or the last. So it's like, why even give it a name? It's just gossipy. What I'm just trying to say is, it's about the what. And that's why I wrote to somebody He said, it's not about the who, it's about the what. This is what goes on. And all I'm saying is <laughs> blah,
0: blah, blah. I totally agree with you on that. And and people out there need to realize, too, that this doesn't just happen on a, on a level of WWE. You know, I, I spent uh, the past couple of years uh, doing uh, independent wrestling in SoCal. Uh, I did play-by-play commentary for Jesse Hernandez and the Empire Wrestling Federation. And not to name names, but I have I have seen things happen, and I've heard about stories that things happen on the independent level. So to anybody out there oh, thinking yeah. that this is just WWE, it's not. This is, and it's not just an industry thing. It's, it's just an entertainment world thing.
1: And that's the thing, like, you know, I've had a lot of people in my life, whether it was friendships or it was a romance, that were really successful in their field, whether it was music, whether it was acting, whether it was wrestling. And I saw a common denominator with all of it and being introduced into that world. You know what I mean? And I think that's what helped ground me in my decision-making with my wrestling career because at the end of the day, it's like, it's just, it's like Cypress Hill says, it's a fun job, but it's just a job, you know? Like, save your money, man. And like, I just feel like all those entertainment realms I just listed oh and comedy they all have kind of the same shady things but what I feel it makes it a little worse in wrestling is when you're an actor musician whatever you can kind of like leave it at work and like separate whereas in wrestling especially if you're in WWE you are on the road more than you're at home, so it kind of messes with you. You're all, always around these people, and it's like they become your norm. And then when you're not in it anymore, you have to go into the real world, and that's not your norm, it's like you know, especially if you've been there for a really long time. So it's like people don't talk about those things, and it's something that I've been embracing lately because... I just, like, really want to let go of wrestling. And I feel like it really serves me well. I feel very grateful for the things that I've gone through, both good and bad. But, like, I'm just ready to move forward. And the only way I can do that is to own up to everything and acknowledge things. And that's all I'm doing, like, when I, am like, that's what I'm saying, like, there's people all day long that put their, like, rough around the edges tweets out there about all kinds of crazy things, like, that's what I'm doing, it's the same thing, I'm a person, and I'm just venting, like, as I'm experiencing life, and just because, like, for example, some of these comments, oh, sue me, I had a, a bad match, oh my gosh, you're gonna bring that up, What does that have to do with what I'm talking about, like nothing but you know it is what it is and I feel that when people saw our conversation when I was answering you to be honest with you a lot of the activity went down And I feel that people did see maybe that I was coming from a different place. And I thought that was really cool. And I was glad I wrote you because at first I was like, should I just not say anything? Is it better not to say anything? And I just felt in my gut, like, no. Like, this person is just trying to be genuine, so just answer them back. And that's why I wrote you back because, like, I thought about it. I even prayed about it. And I was just like, okay, fine. And it was so cool that, like, when I did that, it,
0: I think, kind of made sense to other people where I was coming from more. And I have to say, I really do appreciate you taking that time out to respond to my reply to your tweet about that. And uh, just to clarify, like, I've even said this to you, and I want to say it publicly to everybody out there in case they want to try to twist things around. Uh, my, my question about that tweet initially on Twitter it was not to stir the pot or anything like that. I was genuinely concerned about the situation because when I hear stories like that, I see accusations like that, I take that stuff very seriously because if if that kind of stuff gets investigated and it finds out that it, that stuff really happened and it's true and all of that, then you know it's an issue that needs to be looked at. It's nothing that can be swept under the rug. It's very important. Stuff to to look at, you know what I mean? I
1: do, and that's the thing. Like, okay, so this is what happened. First of all, before I let me just pause on that thought real quick. Something you say kind of triggered something. So, talking about the indies, that's what I'm talking about, man. Like when I went back into the indies, and I was all inspired because I went to the show, and I was highly entertained, and I and I love that I did go back because that was a whole bunch of different lessons that I learned in life. However. What made me just go forget it, you know, was that I saw that the things that bothered me about WWE was happening on this other level, like, and kind of, kind of the same as this, um, long story short as I can make it, when I was first starting out in wrestling, um, there was this promoter and he was one of the first promoters to uh, use me outside of my first wrestling school and I became friends with him and you know I one time he said hey you know because his that was I'm going to date myself right now that's when they used to have a website so you can buy tapes of wrestling so at the time I was living at my grandma's house and he knew that I was looking for different ways to make money he was like hey you know you wanna come over and do this mailing list thing with me and I'll pay you, blah, blah, blah. So I go to his house and by that time I had, like before wrestling, I was already doing modeling and acting. So, right before I got into wrestling, um, I did do some, I call shady modeling, no judgment for anyone out there, but to me, Shelly, I don't like that I did this, but I did some, you know, topless stuff. I know it's no secret, but um, I did topless stuff. And when I got to his house, I went to use the restroom and when I went to his restroom, there was a naked Shelly Shrine, a picture, like, all over, like, by the mirror, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, why is this happening? This is like a movie. Then, I don't know what to do, and then I go sit down on the couch, and he brings out a black trash bag, and it's filled with dildos. He's like, oh, these are my dildos. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, what is going on? So then I'm like, well, I gotta go. So he takes me to my grandma's house, drops me off. Next thing I know, I have an email, it's him saying that, um, you know, he thinks that we should be friends with benefits, but get this, he says, but if you don't want to, don't worry, because I get plenty of kicks.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> but, um, so then, but that's why, like, I'm, I'm explaining this, because, like, I get why people don't say anything, so then that was that. Then fast forward to, um... I go to WWE, okay? Yeah. So there I am, and I remember I was with Francine, which she, like, really took me under her wing and became real ro- road buddies. And we were on the road somewhere, and he texted me a picture of his penis. And I was just like, oh my gosh, and this was, like, you know, quite a few years ago. So That was before, like, that, like that's, like, a normal thing now. But but that, back then, it was like, you're still real shady if you're doing that. So... When I told her, she was like, oh, my God, he's still doing that. And I was like, still doing that. Now, when I used to work at his promotion, I was always impressed that, like, he had pictures of him in the scene. And, like, she's done autograph signings at his place before or whatever. So I thought, they were like, oh, buddy, buddy. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, he's a pig to her, too. So I just kind of ignore it, whatever, whatever. And then I come back because then they get fired and whatever. So then um, I do another show for him. And he like propositioned me again, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, no, this is not happening. So after that, I told him, you know what? I don't want to work for you anymore. Like, I think you're gross, like, you know, whatever. So throughout the years, I've always been open, especially with female wrestlers that are in SoCal, about my experiences with him when they work there. And so um, a couple years ago, Uh, He was, like, just talking crap about one of my friends online. It was on the private Facebook. And when he was talking crap, I was like, you know what? I never really say anything, but I know it'll mean something if I say something. So I said something and it caused this whole thing to where he told my friend to take the post down and then he told her to tell me if I have a problem, blah, blah, blah. So I said, hey, tell him to hit me up. He did and I told him like how he's a pig and I was very straightforward with him, you know, and why I don't like him and I'd rather be broke than to take his money and I really meant it you know, because there's times where I totally, totally needed money for rent and sure enough, he had hit me up and I'm like, nope, I told you, I won't work for you and I needed it but I just couldn't do it because I just he stands for everything I'm against so when these girls I would talk to them about it throughout my career they would kind of tell me oh yeah there's a story of like when he tried something or whatever and there's been girls that confided in me I'm not proud of it but I actually did this this and so when I had, he wanted names, so just like, you know, yesterday, people want names. And I was like, it doesn't matter. And that's what I'm saying, like, my confidence behind it is getting translated as aggressive. And it's not me being aggressive, like with that tweet yesterday. I'm not being aggressive. I'm just confident in what I'm saying, because that's what goes on. Just like with this promoter, I was confident in what was going on. And I had my own story, you know? So... He threatened to sue me and blah, blah, blah. I didn't take things down. I screenshotted the whole conversation and put it on Facebook. And it wasn't to be ugly, it was just to show these girls. And you know what happened? A bunch of girls privately messaged me telling me their stories about him. And so it's like, see, but then all of SoCal got all mad at me because they're like, oh, she's saying that. If she's saying that about, you know, this person and people who work for him, that means we all do it. And I didn't say that. I never said, all the girls do this I just said some and just like with the tweet yesterday I didn't say all the girls do it I just said the ones and I think people aren't giving me credit on how I worded it very carefully (laughs) because I'm not trying to be mean I'm not trying to be bitter I'm just trying to bring awareness that is all and when I found that on the indie level, it was really heartbreaking because you hear people say, oh, is the worst. It's horrible there. And it's like, it sucks on the indies too because you're not even making money. At least in WWE, right amount of money for the work you're doing. So, I don't know. People just take what I say wrong because they're looking for an excuse to bring up my bad match I had with Rebel and TNA, and that's
0: just it. <laughs> I, I I saw that today on Twitter. Uh, apparently Brian Alvarez uh, did uh, uh, a report where he kind of broke that down. I didn't actually watch it. I saw somebody retweet it. I didn't want to see it because I knew that just base, for him to base his opinion on this matter that we're talking about off of uh, a match that took place years ago that has no relation to what you're even talking about on Twitter you know just I would even I want know. to give yeah I didn't want to give the guy a time of day but going going back to what you were talking about with the uh, the promoter that had the, uh, the the trash bag full of dildos you said yep okay was this promoter in southern california yes yeah. Is he still promoting today?
1: Yes, I believe so. Okay. um. I don't want to say anything more than the fact that it is somebody that's in SoCal because I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. I'm not trying to hurt anybody or anyone's promotion. That's what I'm saying is when I post that stuff, it was not out of malice. It was for those girls that feel cheated because they don't play ball. Yeah. And it sucks. So like why is it wrong for me to say that? The girls like and the thing is people are taking things wrong but the people that are actually involved are confessing to me what they have done and they're not proud of it. So that's why I talk about it because I know what has happened for sure because I know the people involved and what they've told me. It's not my story to talk about what those things are, but it is my story to say that I have very reliable sources because of the people involved or people that have had the you know oh hey we do this. I have those people to confirm that it's, it's not hearsay. And just like the thing with the tweet about Vince, I've had people admit to me that they've done that. I would never, ever, ever say who it is. I don't care. Because I have the confidence to say it because the people involved have told me. And that's all I need to talk about it. Because they know how I am. And if they're not mad at me for saying something, then why is everyone else all mad? Like, they know why I say it these people. They know why I talk about things because I'm one of the people that I wasn't down. And not that I was propositioned by Vince. I will say that. I was not. But I didn't throw myself out there or say like, hey, or any signals or whatever. But like, if I was somebody sleeping with Vince, would I have gotten fired? That's what I wonder. But I'm glad that I got fired because it's just not for me, that world. That's all it is. There's no ugliness. It just is not for me. But I wonder. And that's a crappy feeling. And I know a lot of girls, because I've talked to them, we've all talked about it, you know, from back in my day. And that's all I can talk about. I can only talk about my experiences. Yeah. And back in my day, it was really, like, crappy when you work really hard and you're just like, ah, jeez, man. Like, really? Can't catch a break. But like, it's just like any job, politics, whatever. So that's all, that's all my, my intent is, It's just to share my experiences and kind of speak up for the people that have had similar experiences or can relate to how I feel because no one's speaking up for them. And when I felt it was put on my heart to do this, I wanted to be really careful about it because I didn't want it to be like a negative thing. Now, I know there's always going to be people that are going to have something negative to say, but I'm talking about my disposition, where I'm coming from. And it was one of those things where like, when I thought about it, I, when I was doing my research on different things that are very controversial, that I'm shocked people that will talk about, One of the things I thought about, I was like, why did Nicole Bass sue Vince McMahon? Because I don't really remember why. So then I look it up. And then I found this shoot interview she did. And so I watched it. Now, Nicole Bass wasn't like my BFF or anything, but we did have a friendship. And when I watched that video, I understood why we were drawn to each other's energies. And the stuff she was talking about is some of the same stuff that I experienced and I was like, how many years after her? So that's why I was like, you know what? It was put on my heart that I should say something. And now, it's like that confirmation. Like, why why did no one else pick up from here? Why did she keep talking? Like, why did it stop? And then the same thing with China. Like, so she was in Japan. Her and I would message each other and... I would have talks with her, and for me, somebody that watched her and then developed a friendship with her, that was really cool. Again, I wasn't BFF, but whatever, I felt bad for her because so she got gypped, and it was all politics, and I guess that's why we clicked, because that's, you know, what happened to me. So, when I was looking at the Nicole Bass thing, then I was like, well, what happened with China? And so, then I looked up, and then I found all the stuff on China. Oops, there goes a alarm. On China, And then again, I was like, why is no one talking about this? And that's why, again, I feel I'm allowed to talk about all this because let's just say, for example, for just one second, that I never had anything to do with wrestling. I'm just a wrestling fan. And I started tweeting out these things, these stories I'm finding. No one would get all mad. But people are getting mad at me because I am a wrestler. But, like doesn't that make even more sense
0: that I'm talking about it? Because I actually am from the other side of the fence. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't make sense to me. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. Uh, you have you made it to WWE. You were there. You were able to see what the atmosphere was like. You were able to network with people throughout the years. You stayed in contact with them. You share the same kind of stories. You, you were there. And a lot of other people that are quick to comment, quick to judge on it, they weren't there. And that's why I, I, I am very thankful that, that you and I are able to talk about this and get this out in the open, because it's not just... You're not somebody that's just coming with this and, and, and saying this out of your ass. You, you were there. You saw things. You heard things from other people. And it's it's good to get this out there. Well,
1: here's the thing. Okay, I know my experiences, right? But, like, the things I'm talking about, like the Vince thing, or something else that I did tweet about um, a while ago was um, Vince Big Man being gay. Now, did I experience him doing these things in front of my face? No. But I've heard people talk. So, like, that's another reason why I felt like I couldn't say anything, because a lot of the things I know is just what people have said. So... When I was going through the internet, I can't even talk, the internet, and I was finding all this information, I was like, okay, I kind of thought, and this is so naive of me, I kind of thought that that's just what people behind the scenes knew. So when I'm reading it and all these different things on YouTube, I'm like, the fans know about this. like. It's not a secret. It's not a secret. So why get mad at me for bringing something up that way before I even said anything or even thought to say anything, there was already things out there talking about it, videos, other wrestlers. And I thought to myself, I didn't, I was going to post this, but then I was like, no, forget it, like whatever. And then when you asked me to be in your show, I was like, I'll just talk about it then. Something I almost tweeted yesterday was, so how do you guys feel about Roddy Piper? And then wait to see how people would say, and of course I'm sure a lot of people would say good things, right? Mm-hmm. And then I would say, well how do you feel about that interview he did, that shoot interview where we talked about like that he admits doing sexual favors for his spot? Like, there's the wrestler, the man himself talking about it, so you can get mad at him now? Like, yeah, it's there, it's all there.
0: What what um, interview, there's
1: wrestlers talking about it what there's interview did um, interview.
0: the Piper do with that
1: ok uh, there's some shoot interview if you google it like, uh, uh, not google it, if you go on YouTube and then there's a Donahue, Phil Donahue um, that old talk show back in the day and Vince, a younger Vince McMahon's there with an old commentator and a wrestler and somebody else from the business and they're calling him out right there to his face they're like, Vince you guys, because I turned you guys down. I think it was Pat, he turned Pat Patterson or somebody down. I lost my job. Like, so it's there. Vince McMahon went off freaking Phil Donahue to go up against these guys that had these allegations against him and what goes on in WWE. And that was like in the freaking, what, like 80s? So this is not new. It's new to me. That's why I'm talking about it now. That's why I never talked about it before because I'm shocked to like discover all this stuff and then in discovering it I'm realizing oh my gosh I knew all this stuff that I remembered was right and then when I've been embracing that people from my past have had conversations with me that are filling in the blanks and now I'm like see so like I'm not I'm not bad vibes people I promise <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think that there's other people I think there's other people specifically females in wrestling that maybe struggle with seeing what's going on around them and you're like kind of not cool with it and how draining that can be because it's already past being a female wrestler period so like when you really sit back and you really soak it all in and you see what's going on and you're, like, not down with that game, it's really freaking hard. It's really freaking hard and you can really mess with your brain and your soul and your performance. And I know that because I used to feel real alone in my feelings with all that stuff. And then something that I am grateful for at the Indies, especially towards the end of me doing matches, is I was able to be in locker rooms with women who I have never been in locker rooms with before. And I've had some really awesome conversations and like, some awesome chicks that, like, are just hard workers and are good wrestlers and, you know, they're awesome but they see what's going around them, and I'm thinking, gosh, like, I remember being their age, and I remember that, and it just, like, wear I because mean, I was, like, in a bad mood for, like, a year and a half. It sucked. I was, like, supposed to be miss Positive was USA, and it was just, like, aye yi but I had to go through all that. So I'm just trying to... I felt at first it was real personal, but when I started to see that these girls really received what I was saying, I thought, why not just put it out there? And I noticed, like, I had a private conversation the other day about this kind of stuff. And I noticed that when that whole tweeting thing happened yesterday, and the girl I had this conversation with was, like, liking and retweeting. And it's like, that's sending her good energy because we were just talking about that stuff. So it's showing her that I'm not afraid to talk about it. So she shouldn't be afraid to talk about it. And it's always going to happen, but I think it sucks that if you're not down with the game, you can get quote-unquote punished. I think that's lame. Like, hey, like at
0: least make it equal. Like, you know, <laughs> if you're down, then fine. But if you're not, like, geez, man, like, give us a break. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you on that. And uh, kind of switching gears slightly, um, currently, you know, WWE, they're doing the Mae Young Classic featuring 32 of the world's top female talent in this tournament. What are your thoughts on the Mae Young Classic?
1: Well, I don't know much about it, but I do know that some gals that I am fond of are in it. So I think that's cool that they get to experience um, that kind of a platform. They deserve it. And so I think it's a real positive thing. I think if you're a female wrestler, any experience you can have that kind of shows you the peek behind the curtain I think is a good thing because um, it's real you know it gets real quick (laughs) and it's not it's almost like the performance is so tiny compared to like what really consumes you in that world it's crazy Uh,
0: another hot topic has been going on in the world of wrestling Uh, I don't know if you're aware of it or not what happened at triple a's uh triple mania between sexy star and rosemary
1: uh, I saw something on Twitter earlier, but um, I don't know what's
0: really going on. Can you enlighten me? <laughs> uh, according to the reports, uh, I guess backstage before the show, Sexy Star and uh, one of the girls that was working one of the matches apparently they were kind of shooting on each other, uh, you know, having fun or something backstage. I, I can't really um, confirm exactly what they were doing. That's just what the rumors were. But apparently later on in the match, Uh, when it came down between Sexy Star and Rosemary, Sexy Star locked Rosemary into an arm bar. After Rosemary tapped out, Sexy Star held on to the arm bar and went into business and kind of shot on her and dislocated Rosemary's arm.
1: Hmm. Can I say why?
0: Um, that I, I do not know. I, I don't know why she did it. Um apparently rosemary put a statement out saying that her injury wasn't as severe as she originally thought it was going to be but i was wondering if i can get your thoughts like on just the situation what happened with uh you know shooting in the ring and whatnot has has that ever happened to you
1: um i've been on both sides i have had i have been shot on (laughs) and i have shot (laughs) um And that's why I feel that I can say my opinion about it because I've been on both sides. And I've been a person that watched people shoot on each other. And you know what the common denominator is? You shouldn't do it. It just shouldn't happen because, I mean, I'm curious to know why she did it, but at the same time, um, it's, it's crazy because when I was training, and when I was starting out in wrestling, you know, I was definitely roughed up a ton, and it was nothing new. People were shooting on me all the time trying to get me to quit. So, you know, whatever. It was nothing to me. And you're always told, like, oh, if someone shoots on you, you tell them to lighten up. And then if they don't lighten up, you warn them again. if they don't, then you go for it. And then, you know, there's times where you tell people, like, oh, you know, just. Just different scenarios of shooting on people. Well, there was um, this personal issue I had with a gal who became Rosa Mendez. Is that what it was? Yeah, Rosa Mendez. And when we were in OVW, um, people were kind of stirring the pot. They we were like, oh, Shelly's going to kick your ass because we we're going to have one of those, like, what is it called? Like a shotgun ending match where like one person does a finisher and then someone runs from the back and then they do a finisher. What's that called?
0: Um is it was that be considered a dusty finish?
1: I don't know. I thought it was called like a shotgun finish. I don't know. So either way, she was supposed to take my finish and then when she's selling, of course, I would walk into somebody's finish, blah blah blah. So everyone got into her head because they knew that she screwed me over in personal life. And When I went up to her, I said, Look, as long as you sell my finish, I'm not going to do anything. So when she took my finish, she no-sold me, and then got mad, and I beat her up. And later in life, I thought about it, and I was like, Imagine if I paralyzed her, or imagine if I killed her. All because I'm hurt because she screwed me over. And then when I thought about it, I thought, She probably didn't no-sell me. She was probably afraid that I was going to beat her up. And she was like, because I remember the way her eye looked, it was like a deer in headlights. It wasn't like, oh, I'm no-selling you. But my ego got the better of me. And I realized that's just not freaking cool, man. Like, I could have potentially hit this girl hard enough in the right place, and she could died. All because of that is not worth it. And then there's times where people have shot on me. And it was really scary. There was a time in TNA where I was told the person that I was wrestling uh, later that somebody, I don't know who, told them to shoot on me. And when we were in the match, they were choking me out for real and I remember like everything closing in and it was really scary. And I thought to myself, like, what if like I could have got some kind of brain damage from that or something? Like, you don't know. So and then I've been the person watching people shoot on each other, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're, like, really hurting each other. And so all of it equals just, like, a danger that's just not worth it. And I don't agree with it. And when I did it to Rosa Mendes at the time, I wasn't trying to be all, like, oh, I'm going to beat her ass. It was more like I've been wrestling longer than her. She disrespected me. I have warned her. And I was cool about it because everyone wanted to see me rough her up, anyways. And then she, like, disrespects me again. It was all like this wrestling mentality. That's why my reaction was to shoot on her. And I think that's horrible. And I, I was a rosebud. Yes, I was a rosebud. And when I was, I was backstage. And I saw her, and the first thing she said was, you gave me my first concussion. And I did apologize to her. And I let her know that for years I had talked about it openly on podcasts, my own podcast, because I owed her that, because it's not cool. So I don't know why this happened. I really wish I did. But either way, it's confirmed she was shooting, right? It wasn't an accident.
0: Uh yeah, it, it's uh it's definitely confirmed about that. There's uh, clips where you can that see. That sucks. Yeah.
1: That really sucks because I like sexy, like I do. Like I like her, so it's really sad to hear that she did this. Like I wonder
0: why. Yeah, the the whole world's wondering why, and uh, there's been a lot of uh, outrage within the industry from uh, different performers. Uh, I know Joey Ryan was very vocal about it. Uh, the road dog he was very vocal about it um, a lot of fans vocal as well uh, there was even one promotion that had sexy star booked and they took her off of the booking and actually replaced her with rosemary down the road mm. yeah
1: I'm just so curious why that happened like I don't know it's sad it, it really makes me sad because again I like sexy and it's a bummer, city kind of deal
0: to hear that she did that. It's uh, d- definitely a sucky situation, especially the you know for Rosemary having to go through the uh, you know the injury that she uh, sustained from from that incident.
1: Well, and the thing is, is, you just don't know. Like to be honest with you, something that I've been opening up about uh, recently is. You know, I am no stranger to wine. People know that I love wine. I do a, a wine blog. I do a wine ta- monthly wine tasting with my sister. But, you know, there's a time and place and balance, right? Yeah. So, um, and yeah, I've had my bad times, whatever. Who hasn't had a bad night, right? Whatever. Just, just <laughs> throwing it out there when people say, oh, what about that time? Okay, sorry, I had a bad night. Yeah. But, uh um, <laughs> The reason why I bring that up is when, I've been focusing on vlogging for a couple years now, and something that I've noticed, especially since Snapchat has been a part of my life, I'm able to see these videos right after I record them is a lot of times I have like a slur and I've had no drinks at all. And it happens to me often, like in this interview I've done it a couple times and I've had no drinks for days. So it's one of those things it's like that never happened before. And it's like until wrestling, that kind of happened. And I know that people sometimes have thought I've been tipsy around them and I haven't, it's that I have this, like, weird slur sometimes. Like, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, and when it does, I just, like, try to ignore it. But, you know, it's kind of like, ah, oh, so it's like, who knows what that's from? Who knows if it's from taking bad bumps? Who knows if it's just from overall? Or sometimes people have stiffed me, like, there was a time someone stiffed me so hard that gave me a form, a guy. And it was so hard that it, like, knocked the sound out of my ear for a moment. And I was just like, whoa, dude. So, you know, you just never know. The brain's super tricky. And I feel that being a wrestler, dude, it's just hard on the brain and the body. And you shouldn't shoot on people, man. We're already doing enough. Why add? But people don't think about the long term. They think about the now, you know?
0: Absolutely. Well, um... Shelly, I would like to thank you so much uh, for taking time out for this interview. Um, Do you have any upcoming appearances or projects you'd like to let everybody know about?
1: I do not. Right now, I'm focusing mostly on my life here in L.A., which is, you know, doing just acting gigs and some modeling and stuff, but I do have a fan site. It's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Shelly Martinez. If you forget it, just go to my Twitter at Shelly from Cali, C-A-L-I, like California, and in my little bio, it'll say it in there. And... That's just something that a I love YouTube. I've been trying to be a YouTuber now, and I'm just doing trial and error. And one of the YouTubers I follow, we always talk about this platform because there's, like, no money in YouTube anymore. So a lot of YouTubers use different platforms, and she turned me on to the Patreon one, and I had asked her privately, like, how she built it up and all these different questions, and I thought, hey, I'm already doing that with my other pay site, so why not do it there, and it's been a really cool thing. Um, I'm able to get to know my fans, and I feel like since I don't do many meet and greets and stuff like that anymore, it's a cool way for me to still be interacting. because, you know, there's times where, like, maybe in Jersey, I was wrestling a lot, so I would see these same fans often, and it's like, I don't see them anymore, So so... Um, You know, it's a cool way for me to interact with people. The memberships start as a dollar. You can follow me on there, and I do a lot of free posts, so um, that's free. And it's just been a really awesome thing. It's it's really helped me um, be able to refocus what I'm trying to do and just uh, rearrange my life because you know I'm not getting any younger, so it's time. It's it's now or never, you know.
0: Well, again, uh, Shelly, thank you so much for uh, for taking time out uh, for this interview. I, I really do appreciate it.
1: And thank you for, I don't know, being cool about the whole thing yesterday because now people that maybe didn't understand it will have a little better understanding of, like, where I was coming from. And if not for nothing, maybe somebody out there will feel like they're not alone, damn it. <laughs>